0: So Good to see everyone here and at home. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's great that we can be together. Uh, so appreciate the time of worship. And I was looking and, and watching and singing those last, uh, the last song, The Words, and uh, that's quite the prayer and statement when we really look at those words. That proclamation of faith, that statement of what we're going to do and what God has done and continues to do, that's, those, are, those are some big words. And so I encourage you, Uh, Maybe on the way home, so you put that back on again and think about that and pray over that and maybe later this week that you'd listen to that song, Oceans Especially, again. But we are here today, as it's been mentioned, for a special sending and commissioning service. And today, as you entered, you may have expected something uh, in in, what what a commissioning service looks like. Hopefully, you walk out of here going like, wow, I did not expect that. Because uh, maybe God's going to do a work in you and through you, and and really move you to a, a place. Now the Rays have been part of this church family for I don't know what has it been? Where yet seven, eight years somewhere around there? Because Jackson is about the time uh, Jackson was born, so almost nine years. And uh, I remember meeting the Rays back here uh, after service, and I remember that day was super clearly. Meeting them, interacting with them, hearing their heart and their passion, and it is uh, an honor and a privilege. For all of us to be together here, uh, eight or nine years later to be able as a church to send them out. We're going to talk about that a little bit later here as we move along in service. But before we get there, I want you to think about a time, or maybe I should ask the question, have you ever been a part of a conversation or heard a statement said where you're like, what? <laughs> I take that response back there as a yes. So, uh, yeah, and they seem to be more and more frequent, right? Whether it is like someone that we're around on a consistent basis or we just, you know, are overhearing a conversation or you're watching something or seeing something posted on social media, some experience that was had or a belief or a conviction or an opinion, whatever it is, you're like, I don't know what to do with that, right? And so what do we do? Some of us get really angry, right? You're like, Rawr! I'm going to shout back just as loud. Yeah, not super effective. Others of us can just kind of let it roll off and we become numb. Yep, that was said again. Yep, that was done again. (sighs) Just the world we live in today. And we become numb to things that are said. And that's a dangerous place to be because we get to this place of apathy and not caring about the world around us. But a lot of times we don't know what to do with that, we don't know how to respond. And if you follow Jesus, that's a huge opportunity and challenge right now as a Christian of what does it mean to be faithful to Christ in the world in the time we live in. But guess what? It's been the same reality throughout time because it's been different realities and situations of how to be faithful in the time we live in. And so we walk seeking Christ. But here's the thing too, is that we can read the scriptures that we've had for such a long time and we can become numb to the words we read in there too. Because you may have heard that as a child, or you just keep reading this again and again, and you're like, oh yeah, that's nice. But for example, I invite you to turn to John 14. John 14, verse 6. A very well-known verse, or very well-known passage, that I think is probably one of the most offensive passages in the entire Scripture, if you don't follow Jesus. I mean, we can point at a lot of other things and say a lot of things, but there is this offensive verse there. Jesus says this, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way. Jesus is saying, every other worldview, every other system, every other reality out there is not the way. Jesus is saying, I am the way. Jesus says, I am the truth. There is no other truth. There is no other my truth or your truth or any other truth. Jesus is truth. And then he says this. He says, I'm the life. Is that we can try to exist in life. We can try to have reasons. We can have these different things going on. But he's saying, I am life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Saying he is the way, the truth, and the life. This is an offensive verse. A little bit later on in the same chapter, Jesus makes another shocking statement. That again, we can become numb to, but Jesus says this. He says, "'Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me "'will do the works I have been doing. "'And they will do even greater things than these "'because I am going to the Father. "'And I will do whatever you ask in my name "'so that the Father may be glorified in the Son.'" and you may ask me for anything in my name, and I'll do it. In case you missed what was just there because we get familiar hearing scripture, Jesus said, hey, followers, you're gonna do even greater things than I've done. What? Really? I mean, you're Jesus. You healed the sick. You caused people to walk. You gave salvation. What? What? Really? And then he says this, he says, hey, if you're doing these things for the glory of God, you're doing these things in my name. Hey, you're doing these things for me, yeah, I'm going to respond to you when you pray. These are shocking statements. See, Jesus had this greater vision of pouring into others. He had this vision, this power saying, church, you have opportunity to love the world around you. You have opportunity to transform, to be hope for those who are hurting, who are broken, who are in pain. Billions of people since then have followed in Jesus' footsteps. I mean, think of some of the greater things that Jesus had in mind that he can articulate in the day. But this is some of what he was thinking, thinking about building hospitals and universities Neighborhoods transformed cities and nations. There have been people moving to all different parts of the globe being transformed because of Jesus Christ. Jesus said even greater things than these. Take a look at this clip here. I want you to see this movement of Jesus throughout time here. You see in white there, of what Christianity is. And there are empires that rise and empires that fall. There are belief systems that move and ebb and flow. But Jesus said this. He said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. All nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is like, "I've not left. I have a mission for you to be a part of. It's not just about coming to church and praying a prayer and then just waiting for death. There's something far greater that He's called every single follower to. And we see this change. Throughout time. Jesus called us to mission. We're not done. It's not over. We, as disciples, we are all sent. We are all sent to the world around us. Because if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him, as his followers, as his disciples, we're missionaries. Here's the reality we are either missionaries or the mission field. That's it. There's no third option. If you follow Jesus, you are a missionary. If you're not following Jesus, if you're looking to figure out who Jesus is and what this Christianity thing is, we are, you are the mission field. You are the mission field. There's not a third option. I don't care if you are three or 93. If you are male or female, short or tall, introvert or extrovert, biblical scholar or new student, You're an engineer, teacher, factory worker, or retail. You're a first-generation Christian or a 10th-generation Christian. I don't care if you're on TikTok or you're still debating whether or not to sign up for MySpace. (laughs) You are either a missionary or the mission field. Jesus said this, peace be with you. Peace. Please, wherever you're at in life right now, just... Receive peace. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Peace. The Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. Jesus was on mission. In Matthew 9, it's recorded that Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness, and when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. For they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I love the heart of Jesus here. Jesus' heart is compassion and care. He said, There's a harvest out there. There's a field that is ripe. And his motivation was compassion and care. What is ours? We can become so consumed. In battling against everything and standing against this, and this is this, and this is this, that we become against everything and we lose the compassion and the care for human beings made in the image of God around us. Read the scriptures. Jesus encountered people who had radically different views on life and beliefs, and he approached them with compassion and care. You know who he went after? The religious leaders. That's who Jesus went after. Jesus operates with compassion and care. He says the harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. We look at our world around us like we know this. There are now hiring signs everywhere, right? There's not enough workers or the willingness to work. This is the church's issue. There's much work to be done. Not enough people who are willing to do it or to go. Jesus is saying the harvest is ripe. Come on. Come on, go with that compassion and care to the world around you. He says, pray, right? It says, pray and and this go. But often what we do is we're like, well, I'll stand over here and I'll pray and you raise, you go. I'll pray. No, we're all called to pray, and then we're all called to go. Pray and go. Pray and go. Pray and go. So this morning, we have the opportunity to commission at least five people. I know five people are being commissioned here today, with the Rays being here. And so as a reminder, I invite you to take a look at this clip of some of the Rays' heart and story and what they're going to be doing. So would you watch this clip?
1: You don't always get to that point, you know? And so we're there, and we know what he's calling us to do, and I know that we're going to do great things for him. We felt the call on our lives to serve in Uganda in 2011. And for the past 10 years, we've really continued to feel that tug to go there. Um, In 2018, we felt that even stronger and knew that that was God's plan for our life. So we started preparing to go over. And we're going to be working on a substance abuse ministry alongside our friend Uncle Mike and his um, street children's ministry. When Jackson and I went over to Uganda, we were taken to a young lady named Gloria. It wasn't in our plans to go see her, but God knew that we needed to see Gloria. And she was a teenage girl suffering from um, cerebral malaria that took over her body and she was severely neglected and wasn't able to care for herself. And from that point on, I knew that we needed to fight for Gloria. So we got her into a facility that was able to care for her. And we were introduced to a missionary from Australia who took on that role for Gloria and started caring for her. And at the same time, we were praying about what God wanted us to do in Uganda. We knew it was going to be different than what we had done before, but we didn't know what that looked like. And then we talked to that missionary, trying to see if that was a good fit for Gloria. And she started sharing her testimony. She shared that she also struggled with addiction and was in recovery as well, and that she had been praying for a team that could come alongside her and serve in a substance abuse ministry for the Soroti region. And I just stopped her right then and was like, you're the missing piece. You're the piece. Um, She had no clue what I was talking about, but that was it. That was what God was calling us there. And if we hadn't met Gloria, those pieces wouldn't have all came together like they did. With the street children that our friends are working with, we're seeing an issue with the young boys that are homeless on the streets, using that as a coping mechanism so that they don't feel hungry. So for three days, they can take substances or drink alcohol and it will help them to curb those hunger pains that they're feeling.
2: My past experience has been a a huge part of going forward in this Uganda journey. So I've been sober since June 2007, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Um, Since 2007, I have obtained my bachelor's degree in family life education and then from there I went to Western where I became a certified drug and alcohol abuse counselor. Um, Following that I became a recovery coach. Uh, And then from there I recently obtained my master's degree in social work and I have just recently began working in the prison system um, as a substance abuse therapist. This experience, both in my career and in my life, has really been a a huge thing that God has prepared me for to, to now go to Uganda and help those that just don't have the resources or the knowledge or the education on how to get sober. How to get clean. Some of the biggest gaps in Uganda when it comes to substance abuse is the resources that are available there for individuals dealing with substance abuse. So what we plan to do is provide them with those resources, with education and other materials that can help them identify their substance abuse problem.
1: Our kids will most certainly be involved in the work we're doing in Uganda. And they'll certainly be on the field with us, serving the street children and going out and building those relationships in the community. And they'll be at the Bible studies and, you know, all of the things that we'll be doing, they'll be alongside us the whole time.
2: I think the biggest impact that we hope to make over there is just educating more Ugandans on what substance abuse is, what addiction is, and how to recover from that. We'll know we're successful when we lead just one person to Christ because that will be the most important thing of all.
1: We thought for sure we'd be going over there 10 years ago. But why it has taken 10 years is because we had a lot of humbling to do and um, kind of surrendering to our own selfish ways and what we thought was supposed to happen instead of what God wanted to happen, and so the past 10 years of serving in the mission field over there really started forming us in that way, and now it is time to go, and so it just now feels like he's given us the okay, the go-ahead, that we're, we're ready now.
0: I invite Rocky and Chelsea to come and join me up front if they would, please. good morning. Morning. Good to see you both and thankful to have family with us and, and friends as well. Uh, we have been talking about being sent and you two are being sent 7,000 plus miles away from us in three days. All right, your plane leaves in three days. We've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, I've been processing what does it mean to be on mission here? What does it mean to be on mission uh, to the place that, that God has called you? And you just continue to say yes and know that Uganda is that place. And so, um, I guess as you stand here with those realities, what are some of the feelings, emotions, thoughts that you two are processing
2: now? Uh, Yeah, for me, uh, I think I shared a different story in first service, but it was when they they played the ocean song and that one little line that says, wherever you would call me. Um, And so, less than a year ago when Chelsea says this uh i think we're supposed to go back to Uganda long term and i was like yeah right you're crazy we're not doing that basically mm-hmm. and she's like all right well how about you pray about it at first you know instead of just shutting me down more or less <laughs> i'm like okay we'll pray about it and then um you know as this, this past year has gone by i think i'm uh, i went from like a one to a ten i'm i think i'm more ready than she is i've been ready for like a couple months now like yeah I'm, and it's just, it's it's all God. It has nothing to do with me. And so wherever you would call me, you know, and so we just prayed and said, God, where are you calling us? And um, for you, that could be wherever. Um, it could be here in the church or, or somewhere else. But God has a calling for you, so, you know. Chelsea, what about you? Um,
0: where are you at with where am i at right yeah. now
1: three days out i'm thinking of all of these bags at home that i have overly stuffed and still need to put things from the dryer in them but um it's also this bittersweet reality of leaving this leaving you guys here and then going to uganda where we're being well received by all of our friends there that we've had these relationships with for 10 years so it's kind of like a a tug of war kind of feeling and very bittersweet of you know the sadness of saying see you later but also like get us on the plane and let's get there already so it's very exciting to go and we're definitely ready the three days it was just like eight months it felt like and then three months and now three days so here we are and we're ready <laughs> ready as we'll ever be actually
0: yeah as there's many here holding on saying I've, I've watched a lot of the hugs especially you chelsea that you've given and received and um, talking about leaving here. As you mentioned, you just keep telling me the different people there um, who are eager for you guys to be there, who are eager to receive you and just excited. And you just said, many of them just said, just, just get here, we're ready. And, uh, and that's excitement on their part and, and yours as well. So what, is, what has God been teaching you through this whole process? And, and even now, you know, what are you being taught? Um, Chelsea, you want to go first?
1: Sure um the biggest thing for me is just trusting in the lord so um we basically announced i would say about nine months ago that we were heading to uganda that we're doing it we're leaving in august um and from the world's perspective that sounds really crazy you're taking your three boys and you're you're going to do all of this fundraising in nine months how are you going to do that you can't do that this takes two to five years and you have to be going to churches across the whole country, and you have to you know build these relationships and do all of that and I just god's got it God's got it our first mission trip he showed me that in two thousand and eleven when we saved raised saved and earned ten thousand in four months and so the money has never been something that's um, that holds us back because God is so much bigger than that, and he'll provide exactly what we need, especially if that's his plan for us so um it Has definitely been a whirlwind, but he's been preparing us for this for 10 years. We've been fundraising essentially for 10 years because all of those relationships that we've been building for 10 years now, um, the fruits of those are coming up. And we just say that God's just been fundraising for us. And we look at our court account and we're like, who is this person who donated this amazing donation to us? We don't even know who they are. And we're asking the church and we're asking court and they're like, oh, we think it's a, we thought it was like a close friend or family. I think we're really stumping cord with our different way of um, doing things. And so um, people just keep popping up that hear our story through the Marshall grapevine, they call it, or um, just from other people sharing it. And so he just continues to show up and um, build that trust, that peace in me, because um, I deal with anxiety sometimes. And he's just given me this peace and comfort that's just unexplainable. and. He's, you know, here we are today, and he's given everything that we've needed, if not more, to prepare us to go. And so it's really exciting to be at that point and have that trust knowing that he is holding our family in the palm of his hand and has us covered. When we're here, when we're in Uganda, when we're traveling for very long hours, um, the boys, you know, traveling, it just feels, hes just, he's got it, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You mentioned the financial side of it is that you two set goals and Accord helped you set goals, the missionary sending agency. And we can praise God by saying for your one-time gift and your um, partnership that those goals were met. And so that's a huge praise to God um, and the faithfulness of him. Uh, yeah, we could definitely, yeah, absolutely. And this is where I say but. But, ongoing partnerships are needed as people come and go as partners, as people um, pull back, uh, whatever it may be. And so the need is still there for partnership. And so if God's calling you to partner with them, be faithful to that call of partnership. And uh, whether it's one time or ongoing to monthly, um, there's still that ongoing need. And so um, you guys will be hanging out in the back too, and people can talk to you about that. And we'll keep the board down at the other end with ongoing partnerships. So Rocky, I don't think
2: I've given you the opportunity yet to share about what God has been doing uh, in you. Yeah, um, and it's really similar to Chelsea. I mean, God has definitely uh, shown his uh, faithfulness in this whole step um, in so many ways. Uh, And Chelsea is just this administrative, behind-the-scenes, amazing worker. It's incredible to see, and it's been incredible to see how God continues to work through her and... um, I mean, if, if, if it really wasn't for, for Chelsea, we probably wouldn't be going. I just don't, it's not in me. I don't have that gift of administration um, like she does. And, yeah, it's just been incredible to grow as um, husband and wife. And um, uh, it's hard, It's so hard to put into words. God is just amazing. That's, that's the end of the story, yeah. you know. Yep. And he's faithful,
0: and uh, and God is just continually being faithful to these two and will be as you guys are sent. Now, you're working with Cord Network, a missionary sending agency, and it was just amazing how God lined that up and some conversations with our mission committee and the deacons and you guys, and it was just this great connection that happened. And Cord, as the sending organization, their responsibilities are this. To get you guys on the field, you know this stuff, I'm really saying it for them, is to get you on the field and the preparatory work is which has been done, um, to hold them accountable. So to be checking in and we, uh, especially me, will be holding them accountable too, checking in. Uh, I'll be working with Cord as well, just to make sure that you guys are, are moving along there. Um, to help, Cord's gonna help process some ideas and further the mission there. Um, help process money that comes in, all the giving goes through Cord. And then also to mentor you too. And you've already had this great mentor relationship with uh, with John Rubers from uh, Cord Ministries. And you saw this in the first service, but we're gonna play it again. Um, John sent a message for Rocky and Chelsea and for us as a church
3: too from Cord. Hi this is John Rubers with Cord Ministries International. What a special day uh, today to be commissioning Rocky, Chelsea, and the kids uh, to head overseas to Uganda. Um, You know, I'm the HR director for Court, and I get to meet everyone from day one and work with them and build a relationship all the way to uh, the point of getting overseas and and then even after that. And it has been a true joy uh, to get to know Rocky and Chelsea and um, just kind of live life with them as as they've uh, worked through this process of getting ready to be overseas. and, you know, honestly, I'm a little jealous of you all because uh, you guys have been able to have uh, face-to-face with them, probably dinners with them, coffees together. You probably watched their kids uh, a good amount of time as they've been preparing to head overseas. And um, and I'm just so thankful that uh, they're part of a community uh, like yourselves. Um, and that as they go overseas, uh, that community won't end, uh, but they'll have you guys right by them uh, the whole time as well. Um, and so just a, a blessing, uh, for you, Rocky Chelsea, as you head out that, um, you know, God would be with you, that he would, uh, continue to draw him, draw you to himself. Um, and, and most of all, as you get out there and you begin this transition and as you build relationships and as you're, um, you're exploring ministry opportunities, uh, that the Lord will be glorified through your lives, um. And even more so in all the simple things uh, that when, when you come across people and you meet them and you hang out with them, they will just know uh, that you serve a Lord and master who's amazing um, and that you'll be a light for him and that he can be glorified through you. So I uh, just want to bless you as you uh, as you're commissioned today and um, we'll be praying for you and hey, can't wait to hear from you when you get to the other side and um, we'll be in touch. Blessings.
0: Appreciate those words from John, and uh, a great guy and a great uh, mentor, really, for the two of you. So that's CORE's responsibility. Our responsibility as a church, the sending church, is really three things. The first thing is active prayer, is that we need to be praying for Rocky and Chelsea and for the boys. We need to be praying for their marriage, for the sibling relationships, for them as parents, for them to see what God has before them, to say yes to certain things and to say no to other things. And that's one thing that John has really talked to the two of you about, and John has spoken to me, is that um, to, to learn to say no, especially right away. And if you know Chelsea, uh, that really doesn't exist in her vocabulary. It's just like, yeah, sure, I'll do that, and it's done the next day, right? And, uh, and so it's this um, reality of this is a long-term sending. It's not a mission, short-term mission trip. If you've been on a short-term mission trip, what do you do? For a week, you exhaust yourself. You're serving all day long and just interacting, and you're trying to do as much as you possibly can. And then at the end of that week, you're like, "Oh, this is a long-term trip. And um, not even trip, it is a long-term move that you guys are going. And so especially this first year, we've encouraged them, John has encouraged them, and I'm in agreement, is this slowing. And so we as a church, we need to understand that and that pressure that is that they need to establish their family and relationships and build. I mean, we're in a church that's been here for 30 plus years, and it's been a slow growth, but the fruit that comes from it is because of that slowing. And so we speak that same thing, and we understand as a church. So I'm going to be praying for you guys in the slow moments, and then also in the fast moments too, as you build ministry there, because you guys have all sorts of vision. And... and like you said, you would have your house full of people and doing all sorts of Bible studies and everything. Um, and that'll happen. It will. Um, but that yeah. pacing. <laughs> so, uh, so the first thing is active prayer. The second thing is active encouragement. Is you need to encourage these guys, whatever it may be. Is if that's uh, an email, a text, uh, FaceTime, a uh, visit, I'm sure they would welcome you. And yep, yep, so a visit. Uh, whatever it may be to encourage them send cards uh, whatever it may be is just encourage if something comes to mind and it's an encouraging word for them get that encouraging word to them somehow whatever that may be so we need to encourage them in what they're doing and the final thing is this active financial partnership which we already talked about you guys are going to be around to talk more about that if God is calling you to partner with them in a one time way or in a monthly way connect with them Uh, they will be blessed by it and you will as well and so we're going to commission the entire Ray family. I don't know if the boys are in here um, or if someone can run and get the boys. Uh, John, I think John's moving that way. Or oh, Grandpa's going. So there we go. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm also going to invite, uh, they have a home team, which they've established, uh, a team that's going to work with the Rays, that's going to work with us as a church, going to, going to be that, that advocate uh, for us. And so I'm going to invite uh, Doug and Liz Farrell. Uh, MZ and Molly Collins, and also Johnny and Colleen Marino to come forward. This is their home team. And so I'm going to ask you guys to move forward up here uh, and surround them. Also, if there's any deacons that are in here, any staff that's in here, any family uh, of Rocky and Chelsea that would like to come forward and pray with them, we invite you to do that. So if you come at this time. And family is like a, it's it's, it's a wide open word. So, uh, you know, oh, thank you. Actually, if I say "family" around you guys, that just means like everyone. So, uh, so maybe I should differentiate a little bit, so all right. Awesome. I love it. Love it. So good. The boys are Yeah, We'll get the boys in here in a moment. Of course. There they are! Woohoo! <laughs> all of the attention yeah, <laughs> awesome! I love this. All right, so it's been a, a long journey of preparation for your family, and uh, an amazing journey that we get to be a part of. And so, Rocky and Chelsea, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you four statements, and uh, that you would agree with. And then we're going to, as a church, we're going to, I'm going to read a statement. And if you agree with that, I'm going to ask you to say we do. Um, but first, Rocky and Chelsea. Do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you confess anew that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord? If so, signify by saying we do. We do. do you believe in the gospel of love and grace of God, which declares that only through Jesus Christ His only Son, our Lord. He freely offers forgiveness and eternal life and calls us into the fellowship and service of his kingdom. If so, say we do. Our love for the Lord Jesus Christ and a desire to serve him by your word and life so far as you know your own heart, your chief motive for accepting this opportunity to serve. If so, signify by saying we do. And then do you promise with the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ to walk worthily of your calling, to discharge faithfully and cheerfully the duties of your call and to yield yourself to the holy spirit the direction of your work and life if so say we do excellent good and then fbc this is this is all of us family and friends do you family members friends members of this church those who are part of this church family bible church promise to support rocky chelsea jackson lucas and caleb ray faithfully by praying for them regularly in prayer, both in corporate and private, by giving financially as you're able, for the raised ministry and for personal material needs, and to be consistent in carrying contact with the Rays, both at home and while in Uganda, if so, signify by saying, we do. Amen. We do. And since no one's alone, signified and viewed by all of you, by your home team, by deacons, by staff, by church, by friends, by family, Um, we stand with you, and we want to pray with you. And so, those of us up here, we want to pray over the Ray family, everyone gathered here, if you so choose, you may extend your hand and signify that we are together. And so let's pray. Lord Jesus, Father God, we give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the salvation that is found only through Jesus, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except for Jesus through Jesus. And so we today or pray that unified over the race. God for the catalyst of mission is that sending that reason of Jesus. And so Father, as we stand in unity around them, Lord, we pray blessing upon them. Blessing that you define as your loving goodness, your loving kindness. Father for Rocky and Chelsea, we pray for their marriage. God, for the way that they parent. God, we pray for their children. Lord, we thank you for Jackson and Caleb and Lucas. Lord, we pray blessing upon them when we just pray protection upon them in every way. Lord, we pray against the works of the enemy. God, that you would surround them. Um, Lord, just however you need to protect them, that you would surround them in every such way. Lord, that Jesus would be glorified. And Lord, as they move in mission, God, they, they said it'd be success if just one comes to know you. I agree. But God, we ask for that harvest, which is ripe and ready. God, that you've been preparing them for and that they've said yes through prayer and they're going. And so, Jesus, we pray in faith, God, for salvation for many people there in Sarodi, Uganda, and the surrounding communities. God, we pray for growth and discipleship and ministry that needs would be met. And Lord Jesus, that you would provide for the raises. you've already shown that, as you've already demonstrated that. And Lord, that we would be a community that surrounds them, that lifts them up, that cares for them. And so, Father, we pray blessing upon the words that come from their lips, the thoughts of their mind, the meditations of their heart, and the steps that they take. And so, Lord Jesus, use them in a mighty, mighty way. Father, we pray blessing upon them, for it's you who deserves all honor and glory. In Jesus' strong and powerful name we pray, amen. Before you go, I want to speak one Last thing over you all. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we declare that you, Rocky and Chelsea and Jackson, wherever he's at, and Lucas and Caleb, that you are commissioned for your ministry in Sarodi, Uganda and the surrounding communities, that you are commissioned as missionaries in the name of Jesus Christ with FBC and cord ministry and family and friends surrounding you and standing with you. We commend you to the grace of God in fulfilling your loving service for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. And so I want to invite all of you to, to hang around afterwards. There's going to be a reception for the Rays that's going to begin uh, somewhere around 1130-ish, maybe a little bit after. They'll open the doors at the other end when food is ready. We'll invite you to go outside and to, um, to gather out there and enjoy some time. But before we go, I have one last couple items to say. We commissioned five individuals right there. Jesus called disciples, us, followers of Jesus, to be on mission, to make disciples, to baptize, to teach to obey. And as we've looked down this wall or this hallway for a long time, there's missionaries on that wall. The rays are up there. Uh, but something's been missing for a really long time. In the last week or two, something has been added. And uh, Nick mentioned it earlier. There's a picture of it here on the screen, and it's a mirror. And as you walk by, it says on there, it says, Missionary You, and that says your workplace, your home, your school, wherever you go. Is it's a reminder that you are a missionary. It's not just those people on the wall who are somewhere else, it's you here. And the string goes right to this Marshall, Olivet, cold water, Springport Battle Creek area. This is our mission field. And so questions for you. Are you a missionary? Or are you a mission field? Do you believe the words of Jesus and the call to be a missionary? To be on mission with him as a follower? Do you desire to follow in the footsteps of Jesus wherever you go? Do you desire to be on mission with God? Do you want it to just be a part of who you are? Do you want others to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Do you want them to know the peace that you have as a follower of Jesus? And so what we're going to do is I am going to ask you, if that is you, if you desire to be intentionally on mission wherever you go, then I'm going to ask you to stand, and I'm going to read those same charges to you and pray over you. So don't stand because of me. Don't stand because of the person next to you. If you believe the words of Jesus and you want to walk in mission faithfully, I'm going to invite you to stand, and then I'm going to ask you to respond to these now. So I'm going to ask you to stand right now if that's you. Don't hesitate. For those standing, I'm going to ask you to respond with an I do after these statements. As a confession, as a commissioning to go out of this place. Do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you confess anew that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord? If so, signify by saying I do. Do you believe in the gospel of love and the grace of God? which declares that only through Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, he freely offers forgiveness and eternal life and calls us into the fellowship and service of his kingdom. If so, signify by saying, I do. Our love for the Lord Jesus Christ and the desire to serve him by your word and life, so far as you know in your own heart, your chief motives for accepting this opportunity to serve. If so, signify by saying, I do. Do you promise with the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ to walk worthily of your calling, to discharge faithfully and cheerfully the duties of your call, and to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit in the direction of your work and life and being. If so, signify by saying I do. I ask you to pray with me. Jesus, Lord, you have seen and see those who are standing. Lord, I've not looked. That's between you and them. Lord, you know the hearts, you know the reasons, you know the motivation, and God, I pray that today, as just as we commissioned the rays, we commission those who are standing here to move in a missionary way, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, by their words and by their actions. Lord, moving with compassion and care in the world around them, Lord, desiring for others to know you as their Lord and Savior and to walk in the fullness of life. And so Jesus, I pray that you would send each one of us exactly where we would go throughout the day, listening to your spirit, God, knowing what you have for us. So God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your goodness. And I'm gonna ask if there's anyone else that is here to stand with us that didn't stand, or if you're able to. And Jesus, I I pray, God, for this entire congregation, everyone at home, Lord, that your blessing and peace would be upon them. Lord, that you do a mighty work, that you continue to make us more and more like you. And Lord, I think of the words that say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance and give you peace. Father, you're good. And thank you that we have the opportunity to follow you. We pray these things in Jesus' strong and powerful name. Amen.